and welcome to this week's episode of Your Manchester. Your Manchester is powered by TalkTalk's Future Fibre, which has now arrived here in Manchester. Future Fibre broadband is ultra-fast and ultra-reliable, and with speeds up to a whopping 900 megabits, it's fast enough to handle anything you can throw at it. Plus, you can connect over 75 devices at once, so bye-bye fighting over the Wi-Fi. As if it couldn't get any better, Future Fibre plans now come with an Amazon Aero mesh router, so you can get the latest in Wi-Fi 6 technology for free. To see if your postcode can get Future Fibre, search Talk Talk Future Fibre now. On the show tonight, we're talking to Oliver Farmworth about the wonderful play that's coming to the Opera House in February called Fatal Attraction. Let's find out what he had to say about this wonderful show. And we caught up with Oliver Farmworth to find out exactly what it's all about. Oliver, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good afternoon. And where is it you're dialing in from today? I am dialing in from my digs in Manchester. It sounds very, very exciting. Fatal Attraction. I'm on the bed. Yeah, yeah, Fatal Attraction. It sounds mega, mega exciting. Fatal Attraction, of course, um, the movie did very, very well. Uh, perhaps tell everybody, first of all, what the story is. Well, it's it's a pretty um, pacey thriller. Um, Dan, my character, uh, is a New York lawyer um, who has a kind of one-night affair with a character called Alex. Um, and he spends the next kind of days and weeks trying to kind of cover his tracks. Um, but Alex is um, fairly persistent that uh, she wants more than uh, than the one night thing. He's got uh, his, his family who's trying to keep everything from. He's got a kind of moral uh, dilemma going on. And uh, and it all pans out in a in a very kind of uh, kind of dramatic twisty way. Without well, it sounds great. I mean, we all know how it. Pro- Has it stuck to the ending and everything? So we expect everything we expect from the film in the in the play. Well, do you know what? I, I don't want to give the ending away. Um, I've not actually seen the film probably for about twenty years, and Ooh. I kind of made a point of not rewatching it because I think sometimes it's quite easy to fall into the trap of. Um, trying to recreate the iconic performances of Meryl, uh, Meryl Streep and uh, Michael Douglas, obviously. Um, so I, I believe our ending is slightly different. The, the script uh, by Jim, James Dearden, uh, he's been working quite closely with the producers and our director, and um, he's kind of updated it. He's introduced kind of modern technology, mobile phones, um, so uh, it, it's kind of it's not set in a particular time. There's no kind of political references or anything, but it's certainly set in modern times. And I think that gives an extra dimension, really, because the sort of jeopardy of my character's um, infidelity being revealed is is always kind of there because he's always got you know his phone's always going. So that's quite an exciting little dimension they've added. But in terms of the ending, I believe it's a slightly different outcome. Um, but I'm not going to give anything away. I mean, having it set in no particular era just makes it a lot more relatable to its audience as well, doesn't it? There'll be people that like yourself, perhaps haven't delved into this film for a very long time, if ever. So having this set in no particular era is just going to be a lot more relatable to people, isn't it? I think so. I, I think um, people people know the classic and they, they know the story and they want to see that. But do they necessarily want to see a carbon copy of the film on stage? Is that interesting? Um, so yeah, I, I think um, I think what the new bits and pieces that they've brought to it enhance it and and help the story along. And yeah, like like I said, 
if you go down the route of setting it in a particular time, then without kind of referencing uh, the the bigger picture, the wider world, um, it's it's very difficult to contain the story. So I, I think I think they've struck the balance really well. It was, of course, uh, its own genre within itself. It was a particular type of thriller. Um, are we going to be on our edge of the seats like we were when we watched the film? Definitely, definitely. There's, there are there are the, the the set pieces. The 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 term bunny boiler was actually yeah. uh, coined um, through this film, so that's what everyone knows. Um, it's obviously a very kind of sensitive issue. I, th- I think that's another thing we've kind of looked more into the backstories of the characters and their and their motivation you know um i think there's there's damage on on either side of the characters there's culpability on either side and i think perhaps we we've kind of updated it in 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 that respect as well in terms of trying to delve more into into why uh, people are motivated to do what they do so particularly then your character, obviously played by the great Michael Douglas all the years ago, um, how have you managed to um, adapt and bring this character without bringing us a Michael Douglas? Um, can I just clarify? I believe a minute ago I said Meryl Streep. And- I know you meant Glenn Close. It's all terrible, right. Terrible, Don't you terrible. worry. I knew exactly what you meant. I've not watched it for a while. I've not watched it for a while. Um, I, I, think, I think with any part, you... You try and um, bring uh, your own twist to it. I think it's I think it's really important um, as an actor because, uh, especially in in with classic plays, parts are recreated all the time. You know, you look at Shakespeare. How many how many times is Hamlet put on a year? Do you ever see the same one twice? No. Um, so I think it's been quite important to me to stick really kind of. Um, strongly to the script that we've got the text that we've got and um really delve into into the, the show that we're putting on so i'm i'm uh, i think later in rehearsals i definitely will go back and rewatch the film because i think it would be um naive for an audience not to, to expect little nods towards the original um but i think at the moment i'm really trying to embody the character and, and make it my own so it's coming to Manchester uh, very, very soon. Why should people book the tickets to come and watch this show? I think um, in the new year, people like a bit of a thriller. They like an edge of the seat thriller. They like the fact that it's a, a very popular title, a very strong title. They they know the film. They they know the story, but we're giving it that little little bit of a twist we're, we're putting it into our own words should i say so um yeah i think if you like a really a really entertaining cracking edgy thriller then come and see it well it's definitely one that we will be fully getting behind because it just sounds like it's got all ingredients for a great great night out and of course it's got a lot of depth in it as well because of what it has been and people will be interested to see what it's all about Panto season is also with us, and we spoke to some of the cast about this wonderful, wonderful pantomime known as Aladdin. Look at 
get you into that in the first place. Oh, flaming now. Do you remember a television programme called Heidi High? Oh, I do, yes. Just come on to television, I think right. it was about 1982, something like that. And the character Gladys Pugh, mm -hmm. I went to a fancy dress party. I hate fancy dress parties, mm -hmm. but I went to a fancy dress party, I went as Gladys right. Pugh. And I won first prize, it was in this nightclub, and the DJ was, you know, well gone. Yeah. Yeah. And he called me up, and he was a bit mouthy on the microphone, so I grabbed the microphone, and I went into Gladys Pooh. Right. And they all sort of started laughing, and I thought, hmm, I don't know. And then uh, I started in the clubs, uh, workmen's clubs and things in, in Wales, and I was just in a suit, and yeah. I just used to put on the Gladys Pooh wig and do Gladys, and because it was Welsh and it was topical, it went really well, so I thought, right, I'll put Shirley Bassey in, so I put her in, and then I put Sue Pollard in, who was also in Heidi High, and then it just sort of went from there, really. Yeah. Right, here with me today I have, well I've got Ozzy Osbourne, oh, no, no, sorry, Donald Trump, no, Oh. Boris Johnson, oh. no, Joe Pasquale, Ben Nicholas, so we'll just go with that one, shall That's we? That's me. It is, it is, or you're all those other people as well. I can be, I can be, yeah. Is, yeah. is there any that I've missed, or are there a few we've got going? There's loads that you've missed, Box. Yeah, uh, I shall be bringing quite a few of them to the show. So, so, will, so we can expect to see a few of these impressions throughout then? We will, we will, yeah. There's, um, there's about, I think, there's a routine where I've got to do 20 impressions in a minute. 20? Yeah. Crikey, yeah. that's a lot of impressions. It is. In a minute? In a minute. Three seconds in the impression, so it's... Yeah, uh, I'd be well impressed. Well, you will be. I, I will, I will be, be, to be fair. <laughs> So, First uh, so you get it right, you're gonna be like, yes, what a day. Yeah, yeah. So you've obviously been in Panto for quite a while now, as well. You've, you've done quite a few through your career. Mm. What keeps bringing you back to it? The money. <laughs> um, it's great. Getting acting gigs. <laughs> no, it's it's. My, I'm a bit of a Panto geek. To be fair, I love fair. it. Yeah, we start in June, really, starting on the scripts, and uh, this one's. I mean, this will be for two years because obviously we should have done it last year. Obviously, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's just great fun. It's great to do something that entertains the whole family. You have got grandma and granddad, mum and dad, mm -hmm. auntie, uncles, boys and girls, and it's just finding the right balance of, of for the comedy side. Yeah, absolutely. What works for all of them. So uh, we do a little bit, obviously, of cheeky innuendo, which the kids shouldn't get, but sometimes they do. Not my fault. Oh yeah. And uh, and then there's a the slapstick, stupid humour that the kids absolutely enjoy. Obviously, um, you can do the kids matinee show. It's full of schools. And something will really work, but then in the evening, when it's the mums and dads or more adults, it's bit. it still works, but then the innuendo obviously works Absolutely. a lot better. So, yeah. Yeah. And here we are then with Aladdin. Yeah. Aladdin? Yes. Not the Aladdin that you used to be playing, though. No. A brand new kind a of brand Aladdin. A brand new, better version of the Aladdin I used to How does to it play? feel playing a different kind of Aladdin? Amazing. You know what? Like when I was playing Aladdin in the West End, I had the best time. Yeah. I did it for almost three years. Um, and. You know, even though it's a different version, it's pantomime, which I also absolutely yeah. love. To kind of put those two things together, it's just yeah. amazing. Get me back on that carpet now. Is the carpet going to fly in this version? What do you think? I, I'm guessing, knowing the production company behind <laughs> it, it'll fly in soaring, doing tumbling. It'll be doing, it'll, I'm pretty sure it's going to free willing. Is that what they call it's it? Is that the song, yeah? It'd be like a whole new world, won't it? It is. Is that song in it? It's, I'm not, what, the panto? No, in the panto version. I don't think so. No. No. Got, so what songs are you going to be doing then? You know what? Does it feel weird playing it? different Aladdin though. You must be like ready to like go into a whole new world and like... It will be. I mean like, to be honest, I'm just so excited to get back on stage uh, and, and, and give it and give it something different but also yeah. keep 
doing what I love to do, and that's playing like that. So whether that's a panto, that's a West End show, it's a different type of show, whatever it is, it's Aladdin. And yeah. it's a childhood like dream of mine to, to play that role. I remember doing it when I was that big. Really? Me and my sister like getting a little little carpet out and dancing around and messing around and just to do it on stage. Why is it show. such a good role for you then? Something about it, I just loved like, you know, it, like a film with all those songs and stuff that as a kid growing up wanting to perform, sing and act and dance, it, I just fell in love with it and um, I just always wished they'd make it into a musical um, and when they did I just thought, get me on that carpet, I want to be Aladdin, so now, you know, I did it three years to come and do it in pantomime. Um, I did Bradford a couple of years ago, yeah. being in Manchester now, I'm a northern lad, yeah. anywhere up north, put me up there and I'm, and I'm happy. Pantos that you do, I never... The run of the mill, are they? They're always exceeded um, and heightened. Yeah, they seem to be really sort of extravagant. I've just been lucky, I suppose, that I've been working with, uh, for the last 12 years, with Kudos. Well, they're not Kudos now, they're called Crossroad Pantomimes now. Oh, right. Kudos is finished, and now they're called Crossroads. Not anything to do with the old soap <laughs> opera, I hasten to add. Um, it's just called the Crossroads, mm -hmm. uh, and I've just they're big, extravagant pantomimes. Yeah, you know, and obviously this year in Manchester at the Opera House will be great big because it's Aladdin, yeah, which is obviously set in China, and you know the Oriental sort of colours and costumes and points and tassels, and you can really go to town. And a bigger part for the dame as well. Yeah, and the great thing about Widow Twanky is that she, all right, she's a washerwoman mm -hmm. or a scrubber, whatever you want yeah. to call her, you know, <laughs> a domestic goddess, and she runs a laundry, you know, and then of course her. Son Aladdin, you know, finds the magic lamp, yeah, and he rubs it, and they're rich. And then, of course, you've got Widow Twanky, who's the washerwoman. And then, when she's rich, and you can really go to town, then I've got 14 costume changes this year. 14? Yeah. 14, yeah. Full costume changes. Full costume changes, yeah. Because you're renowned for going off stage and coming back on a different costume. Yeah, well, Every I always think that the dame, that was a tradition, really. Mm. It was a tradition for the greats, you know, like John Inman and your Barry Howards and Danny Ruse and all that lot. Every time they, the dame goes off and comes back on, it's in a different it should always be in a different outfit. Yeah. Tradition. Some traditions have gone, some traditions stay, you know. What are you looking forward to most in the show? It's um, it's a magical show, Aladdin. It's mm -hmm. got so many great special effects. It's got a great story. It's got a great balance in that we've got some comedy scenes, yeah. that, a standard that go with Aladdin. Uh, and then we've got a couple of brand new scenes that we, or routines that we've never done before. Yeah. Which, We'll put together in rehearsals and fine tune them. So it's um, yeah, it's one of my favourites. I've done a lighting more than any other panel. More than any other. Yeah, yeah. Crikey, so it's, it's, uh, it's a good one. So and you do quite a lot of the fairy tale roles anyway, don't you? Because you're Fiero, weren't you? In, um, I have played Fiero. Yeah. In Wicked. Yeah. yeah. Fifteen years. I know. It's Yesterday crazy, was it? Yesterday. Yeah. Fifteen years. Yeah. yeah. Weren't invited to the party, but that's alright. That's because you were on a magic carpet. That's what it was. That's what it you, was. You were busy with your magic that's, carpet that's rubbing your lamp. No, let's rephrase that. Um, so, <laughs> this is a show for everybody. Stop it now. So, this is a show for everybody, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Finally, why should people come and watch this particular panto? Because I'm in it. <laughs> um, no, no. I, because, well, it's, like I said, uh, Crossroads pantomimes, they throw everything at it. Mm -hmm. You will get your money's worth, believe you me, you know. And, of course, um, it's got a great cast in it, and Ben Nichols, who's been in it for the last couple of years, and uh, Alexandra Bush, she's fabulous, she looks amazing. Um, it'll be great. I've never done a show at the um, at the Opera House. I've seen a few shows there. I've seen my sister in shows there. Yeah. And this, that, the other. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to being at Alec Manchester. It's lovely. I've been here many times over the years. I've worked at the clubs and cabarets here for years. I just wish it was longer than three weeks.
Well, that's it for today's show. Today's episode of Your Manchester has been powered by Talk Talk Future Fibre, the UK's fastest and most reliable broadband technology, which is now available here in Manchester. To see if your postcode can get Future Fibre, search Talk Talk Future Fibre right now.